three, the GOAT app now. You've GOAT mail and the very latest sports news now. Did he say what I think he said? 1033, the GOAT. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Fired up Friday afternoon sports chat. Dave Schultz, no Lyndon Burton. Even if we're on, sounds like we're on. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, all right, we're already into issues. As uh, I've said many of time, that uh, when I'm here, it doesn't matter. When I'm not here, it doesn't matter. Sometimes when I am here, it doesn't matter. But when the producer's not here, the show sounds totally different. About a minute and a half ago, I didn't have any commercials in the 3 o'clock hour. And then all of a sudden, poof, they appeared. So someone cut and pasted it, and we appreciate it. Lyndon is off doing whatever he's doing in Austin. Good for him getting a gig and a paid gig at that. So that is all a good. But I'm going to pull a Sean Payton. I'm going to be blatant. All right, I'm going to pull a Sean Payton. What Sean Payton did yesterday was basically blame Nathaniel Hackett for how bad the Denver Broncos were last year. And if it goes bad, he's going to keep on blaming Nathaniel Hackett. But if it goes good, he's going to take all the credit. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. If this goes poorly, it's all Lyndon's fault. He's already gotten one phone call from me today. And then if it goes well, it's all on me. Is that fair? Probably not. We are jam-packed with a guest. We got uh, what now is former Raging Cajuns assistant softball coach Lacey Prejean coming up here in about 15 minutes. Lisa Horn uh, from Pigskin Gridiron will hop on, talk uh, if the Pac-12 is going <laughs> is going to remain solvent here. We got Ross Jackson talking Saints from Locked On Saints. Luke Creasy from the Herald Dispatch in Huntington, West Virginia will preview Marshall. We got uh, the head coach of the JMU Dukes, the Eastern Division champ, uh, JMU Dukes, defending champs. Kurt Segnetti will hop on, and then uh, Brendan Tobin. It's like two guys from WQAM. In a couple of weeks, we had uh, Zach Krantz on at SEC Media Days. Brendan will help us preview UFC 291. Our guy, Dustin Poirier, is fighting tomorrow night. Happy to get your phone calls in. I actually have the screensaver up, so you're welcome uh, to call in. Uh, the show will be recorded, so we can replay anything you guys say back about Lyndon in his absence. Uh, that is, It is fair game that he's not here, and you can say something about him. Uh, we just don't get his hearty laugh at the time. 
269-1077. I guess the news of the day in, in Saints camp, if you will, is a Trey Turner is out for the season. Uh, he was brought in, as people have said on Twitter, I think it was Mike Underhill, for a competition in depth. I'm not sure he was a big part of the plans for the Saints in 2023. And I'm going to think when we talk to Ross Jackson, is there five open positions on the first team? I don't think there's five open positions, mostly on the D-line, and two of those are taken. So I just don't think there's a whole lot of battles for starting roles on this team. Certainly, you know, the third and fourth wide receivers. You know, who is going to start instead of Kamara if he gets suspended? And the two guys, you know, maybe in the middle of the defensive line. So maybe a handful at most, but some of those are temporary. And we probably can guess the receivers. So the Trey Turner thing is is unfortunate. Worked his way back to get a uh, basically a tryout. And he injured his quad, and he is out for the season. You do feel sorry uh, for that. Uh, you know, basically just getting going. And unfortunately, he tore his quad, and he is out for the season. All right. The other news continues to be the conference realignment. And I think it's going to go fast and furious. And so, again, and this was, remember, it's Friday. Tuesday at Sunbelt Media Days, Keith Gill says, we're good. By Wednesday at 4, Colorado going to the Big 12. By yesterday, they were back in the Big 12 for 2024. And so, Brett McMurphy of the Action Network reported that the Big 12 is either looking for one or three teams uh, to join Colorado in 2024. And God forbid if that's three teams, Oregon, Washington, and Arizona, and Arizona seems to be the key one. Uh, Lyndon actually got that right, and we are giving credit to Lyndon because he is not here, and we will not, re- we will not replay this portion of the show for him on Monday. But apparently they want Arizona more of a fit because of basketball, apparently, for the Big 12. And there seems to be a holdup for Arizona. But if you if you do take the three teams, the Pac-12 is done. That's all. That's all she wrote. And not only are they going to have a difficult time finding the teams to join the conference, they won't be getting a, a media deal. AAC's got a media deal. Sunbelt's got a media deal. Obviously, the Big Ten or the Big Ten, the SEC, and the ACC have media deals. The Pac-12 can't seem to figure this out. And this goes way back when. And remember, the the Pac-12 is a little bit more like the Big Ten. It's not like the SEC. The SEC, for the most part, is a bunch of small college towns. Tuscaloosa is a small college town. I believe Auburn is even a smaller college town. Starkville is a tiny college town. Louisiana, Lafayette, small college town. Not in the SEC, I get it. But in the Big Ten, you do have, you know, kind of, well, I don't know about Indianapolis, but obviously, I mean, these are suburbs, right? You know, Detroit, you got these major metropolitan areas, Detroit, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Cincinnati, right? Even Columbus is a huge college town. Whereas the, the, the major metropolitan areas are Houston, New Orleans, and Atlanta, spread across the entire South. Those are the major metropolitan areas. Birmingham is a nice town, but it is not a major metropolitan area. 
Whereas the Pac-12, you have Seattle, you have Oakland, you have San Francisco, you have Los Angeles, and you have Phoenix. And with Colorado, formerly, you had Denver, although it's Boulder, it's outside of Denver. And they screwed up. What they did was they screwed up the Pac-12 network. That's where this descending into oblivion started when they screwed up the Pac-12 network. They thought, being in the major metropolitan area that they were, they could get more money than, you know, the SEC could because they have many more people, right? I mean, outside of, I mean, Tucson's a college town. It's not necessarily small, but it's a college town, right? Corvallis is a college town and Pullman is a college town. Also, uh, where Oregon is, but a lot of it is, you know, major cities and they screwed it up. They tried to get too much money. They never got a good deal going with the Pac-12 network because they thought because based on the population, they were getting it. Whereas, you know, they say the same thing about Miami. There's a lot to do in L.A. You know, there's a lot to do in Northern California. There's a lot to do in Seattle. There's a lot to do in Phoenix. Right. Phoenix, for the most part. Right. They got all four major teams for the time being. They got hockey. They got basketball. They got football. They got baseball. Right. Oakland, San Francisco, for a long time up until recently, had two football teams, two uh, baseball teams, a basketball team and a hockey team, although the hockey team's in San Jose. And so these cities, these cities, you know, the college comes second. Whereas, you know, Alabama doesn't have any pro teams. So Alabama and Auburn come number one and two. Same thing for Mississippi. No professional teams there. Here in Louisiana, we have the Saints. We have the Pelicans. So they get, it. you know, as well as LSU does, we do have, you know, the Saints and the Pelicans, whereas these other places, they, they don't. They really don't. And they screwed it up. And then apparently they had a chance back in the day to go get some Big 12, guys, Big 12 teams, go get Texas and Oklahoma. And they failed to do so. And now everybody is seeing the doom and gloom of the Pac-12. <laughs> and boy, those, those guys better win something this year, right? Bo Nix better, better be in that Heisman mix, you know, this season because I think the Pac- I'm not sure the Pac-12 survives to 2024, right? Who knows? It's been three days since this all went down, or I guess four days, since this all started to go down. And... Who knows what's going to happen over the next four days? I figure in the next four days, heck, it could be that it could be in the next, you know, three hours that the other team, whoever that may be, ends up joining Colorado going to the Pac-12. Now I don't know what that means for for everybody else. It doesn't appear that Oregon and Washington wanted the Big Ten, and the Big Ten does not want either of those teams. So I don't know if, if there's a trickle down effect here, right? The only way there's a trickle-down effect is if the the Pac-12 starts picking off teams in group of five conferences. That's the only way it would trickle down, right? Some of these teams are in really good conferences. Tulane, Memphis, Houston's joining the Big 12. Uh, So there is, you know, there's not a lot to choose from from the Sun Belt, but can you go get, you know, an Eastern Carolina, you know? Does the the Pac-12 take a Tulane? 
All right. I, I don't think Tulane's joining. Tulane wants nothing to do with the Cajuns. It's really sad. It would make for a great rivalry. It'd make it for great uh, basketball games, baseball games. I don't know if Tulane has softball, but I presume they do. And then, you know, what a, you know it's, a, it's a two-hour ride for a football game. It would be outstanding. But Tulane doesn't want any part of, of UL. All right. And with, no, with uh, you know, La Tech not being in the mix because they snubbed their nose at uh, the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt is snubbing their nose back at La Tech. So that's a non-starter, too. So it'll be really interesting. I, I'm just fascinated how fast this stuff happens. And basically, it came down to this, right? We joke that we hear about the media rights coming at any time now. And every time they stall, we compare it to Infrastructure Week. We're going to do Infrastructure Week and nothing ever gets done. And now it's media rights deal is coming and then it's not. And basically, it came down to, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem saying this, that, you know, Colorado was waiting for the media rights. And when the media rights didn't come and the Big 12 gave Colorado like an August 1st deadline, they said, where's the media rights? No media rights. It's coming. All right. See ya. That's basically what happened. That is basically what happened. And so we're, we're waiting to see, you know, does, does the SEC scoop up, them, up, some, up anybody? And by the way, yesterday I told you I scanned Twitter a little bit too fast, but it was, it was our guys at Saturday Down South saying there's rumors that Florida State wants out of the ACCs. That's not some fly-by night unit, right? That's our guy, Connor O'Gara. He's not tweeting that out uh, unless there's some seriousness behind it. Where does Florida State go? We just, we just talked about the footprint situation that the SEC doesn't need Florida, doesn't need South Carolina, although Clemson and Florida State would be the best ones. They want maybe a Carolina and Virginia instead. So I, I think some of this stuff is going to happen fast. It's probably going to overshadow some of the football on the field, but say la vie, uh, you know, we get this NBA offseason drama and it's, it's the season is happening now. You know, what are we, a month away in college football? Camps are opening up August 2nd, we got a uh, we got, we got a media day notice from the Cajuns. We're looking forward to going there next Wednesday. And so this is happening. And don't be surprised if we find out conference realignment before it kicks off on September 2nd. Okay, we got through one segment. We'll see how the rest of the show goes. All right, we did actually, um, we did actually download some music. Where did I put the music? All right, coming up. Schultz Music Bumpers. Ah, uh, we did it. All right, let's see. Does that work? Yeah, it does. So it's going to be very 80s-esque, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, Dave Schultz. Lyndon Burton is out. We will be back. Uh, Lacey Prejean, the new Northwestern State head coach, former Raging Cajuns assistant softball coach, joins us next. It is a fired up Friday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 The Goat. Goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone.
1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Lafayette Roofing, from the roof to the roots of Acadiana. We know issues with your roof can be intimidating and maybe even expensive. But not if you call Lafayette Roofing. Big or small, we handle it all at a price you can afford. We also offer our standard five-year labor and materials warranty. Lafayette Roofing takes pride in being in the heart of Acadiana and the official roofing company of your Rage and Cajuns. So if you need a roof, who else would you call? Call Lafayette Roofing. Our name says it all. 237-ROOF. That's 237-7663. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight two-mile-an-hour breeze and a UV index of three. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Yeah, she's putting that putter back in the bag. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh, wow. Looks like she's pulling out a 15. I don't know. Looks like she's going with a 30. Strong choice. She's going to want to use the recommended SPF 30 even on a cloudy day. And notice how she's using broad-spectrum sunscreen. And a generous amount, too. Incredible. That was a masterful performance. That was pretty good, too. Stand Up to Cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her. Lafayette is happening now through September 10th. Go to the uh, 1033thegoat.com website and click on the Eat Lafayette link to download the digital passport. You can win a trip for two 
with airfare and accommodations to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored by 103.3 The Go. All right, Dave Schultz, no Lyndon Burton. He is out and about, I think, in Austin. Uh, we got a, a tremendous show, uh, but I'm so busy. We got Lisa Horn coming up here talking Pac-12 at the bottom of uh, the hour. But let's talk to former Raging Cajuns assistant softball coach, the new softball coach at Northwestern State. She's Lacey Prejean. Coach, congratulations. Thanks for hopping on Sports Chat. How are you? Hey, Dave. Great. I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, I don't think it's set in yet. You know, I'm uh, I'm getting settled in a little bit trying to, but uh, I appreciate I appreciate you calling. Well, I appreciate you hopping on. How'd, how'd the job come about? Was this on a LinkedIn ad or something like that? Was it monster.com? How'd, how'd this come about? <laughs> Well, you know, everything happened so fast. Um, you know, they wanted to they wanted to make a move, and they want to make a move fast. Um, so it's it's kind of late, I guess, in the typical hiring of a softball coach. Um, you know, late July. So um, coach Coach Pickett resigned last week, mm. and um, they expressed some interest, and uh, I was definitely interested. So we talked uh, on Friday, and then things just kept progressing, and then um, went uh, had another interview on monday over the over zoom and and then we just got the ball rolling and uh so went went to on campus on tuesday and wednesday and got to meet incredible people uh in natchitoches and they did a phenomenal job of just making me feel wanted and welcome and um it was something that i knew that uh this is a stepping stone um uh move that i needed to to make and to be a head coach and it was a, a perfect fit, you know, two hours from home. I'm very, very close to my family. My family is very important to me. And um, I knew this is where I wanted to, to begin my head coaching journey. I mean, it feels like a, you were the only candidate and B this all happened in a week. Yes, it happened <laughs> really fast. Wow. Uh, as far as I know, I was the only candidate. Um, I went in, you know, like I said, I interviewed Monday or Tuesday. I was on campus and then Wednesday uh, we were, we were ready to make the deal. So uh, it was very exciting. Um, Mr. Kevin uh, Boston, he's been incredible. AD there, he's just been so, so supportive. Incredible, does an incredible job with the university. And uh, I'm excited to to represent him and this university. Well, it's happened so fast. You haven't changed your Twitter head yet. Head, uh, you know, header yet. Still says know, Raising right? Cajuns. I need to get on. <laughs> I think I, I've been staying off of social media, you know, <laughs> these last couple of days just because uh, I've just gotten so so much support, especially from from all my family and fans at UL. Um, my phone has stopped ringing, text messages, and and there's there's messages that that I haven't even been able to return yet. Um, it's just very overwhelming, you know. And I just um, I'm very humbled, humbled at this for this opportunity because um, those people showed me so much love and support in my time here in Louisiana. I'll be forever grateful for for those people. Um, and and. I don't even want to start saying names because I know I'm gonna leave some names off, but um obviously um Coach Blasco, you know, gave me this opportunity here in Lafayette. Um he's been an, an incredible um coaching mentor to me, just teaching me so much about the game and, and how to become a head coach and um I'll be able I'll be forever grateful for that and indebted to him for that. Uh, we've been through so much together and uh and I'll, I'll, you know, you know, Dr. Leger, Dr. Magger, Dr. Savoie, they've just been so supportive of, of softball uh, in at Louisiana um, that, you know, it's, um, I'm excited. 
they they set the bar for me there, so I'm excited to bring well, that to Natchitoches. You yeah, know? <laughs> that's a high bar, you know. That's, that's a, a very high yeah, bar. Yeah, <laughs> let's take a, a couple baby steps because the first thing would be um, you got we you know the Cajuns in Northwestern State got to get a home and home going right. I mean, that would be the first thing you would ask Jerry Glasgow. Yes, yes, I would love to come come back home and play, and I'd love for uh for Louisiana to come to, up to Natchitoches for sure. Uh, talking to Lacey Prejean, uh, new head coach of Northwestern State. All right, outside of finding a place to live, what is the first move you do as a head coach? Well, um, I I was able to meet with the team yesterday. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of our players are at home, so we had to do it on Zoom, and I got to introduce myself to them. Um, I've just been in contact with them. Um, uh, school starts uh, in two weeks now, August mm. 14th, so we have a lot to do before then. Um, uh, I'm going to be able to keep Lexi Smith, uh, assistant coach, on staff. Um, I'm looking to hire another assistant coach. Um, so I'll be trying to firm that up for sure and then get on the recruiting trail, get out there and, and find uh, some future de- demons. Yeah, I'm, so where, how does that work now? I mean, I presume everyone's doing travel ball. So is this, is this a fr- uh, fruitful recruiting time? Uh, yes, this this week and next week are the last two weeks of your oh. you know summer ball schedule. Right. Um, you know, uh, high school is about to start right around the corner, so we'll um, recruiting will stop for a little while, and then uh, we'll better get into our fall season. Uh, working on our schedule right now for the fall and what that looks like, and then we'll have six weekends in the fall where we can go out and uh, and recruit and show them you know tell them about Northwestern and tell them about Natchitoches and why I want them to come come represent us. So we're, we're talking with Lacey Prejean, new Northwestern State head softball coach. So do you look at film or do you just look at stats or how do you find out what you need and where you may have a little depth? Well, I'm, uh, yes, I will be looking at a lot of film. I will be looking at a lot of stats. Um, we have some 23s already, you know, coming in this August. Um, we have a heavy, heavy uh, upperclassmen roster. Oh. Uh, so I know I have a lot of seniors this year. So, mm. uh well, I'll definitely lean on Lexi a little bit for that, for the upcoming class. And, um, you know, this fall we'll be doing a lot, a lot of evaluating for that. Um, and I'm going to enjoy this. You know, this is this is a great, great experience. And I'm going to enjoy this experience. And I'm so excited. I, I can't wait to get on the field. That, that's what I'm most excited about is getting on the field. Not, when I met with them yesterday on Zoom, I told them, I said, I wish we could practice tomorrow, you know. And they're excited. They They, they seem to be very excited. So I can't wait for our first team meeting and, um, I can just bring that passion and energy and excitement, you know, because it's going to take a lot of hard work. And, and uh, I want to bring, you know, just a, a culture there that, that they haven't seen before, that we can, we can win championships and contend for championships every year. Glasgow ain't going to play you if you got an experienced upper-class team. He's going to wait until they all graduate. What's that? Say that again? Jerry Glasgow's not going to want to play you with an experienced team. He's going to wait until they all graduate. <laughs> Louisiana's in good hands, and they're going to be all right. I promise you that. <laughs> well, we never do, and let's let's wrap it up here with Lacey Prejean. We've talked about Northwestern State. We never get a chance, you know, what after the season falls short. That was quite a ride, and you know, admittedly, you know, one bad inning from another team, uh, and Washington ends up in the in the uh, in the College World Series instead of maybe the Cajuns. I, that ride in Baton Rouge was insane. Have you gone back and looked at that? You lose the first game. You're down in the second game. You come from behind to win that one. You take a big lead in the third game. You blow the lead, and then you win at the end. I mean, that was insane. It was. It was. It was, again, it was like you were, you know, when you're in the moment, you're in the moment, right? You know, so 
we didn't have a, you know, we enjoyed it for, for on the bus ride home, and and uh, we were able to go to adopt a dog and right. able to enjoy it with our fans there. And um, but we had to get ready for Washington, you know. So I think after the season's over and the College World Series is over, you kind of got to sit back and evaluate things and and see where you need to get better at and uh, to get to get yourself in that position again. Um, and that's definitely what Coach Glasgow is going to be doing, and he he's already done that, you know, by just the the, the the players he's brought in over the summer. So um, I'm excited to watch them. I know they're, they're, they're going to have a very, very, very special year this year. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss all my players there. You know, a lot of them have reached out to me and are so excited for me and congratulated me. And um, um, I can't wait to see what they do at, at, uh, at Louisiana. She's Lacey Prejean, new head, uh, head softball coach at Northwestern State. Don't be a stranger, coach. We'll be in touch, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate everything. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Lacey Prejean uh, from, well, now Northwestern State. So that's good. I mean, that happened in a week. I've had jobs that, boy, I remember I applied to a job at the Ocean Reef Club in Thanksgiving. I didn't start until March. <laughs> uh, other times when I actually, the first job I had in Lafayette, I accepted that in a week, although I didn't start for another couple of weeks. So, uh, my goodness, that ha- happened fast. All right, Uh, let's talk a little Pac-12. When we come back, Lisa Horn from Pigskin Grind hopping on. Is the Pac-12 going to be around, and for how much longer? Dave Schultz, Nolan and Burton, we are surviving, barely. It's a Fired Up Friday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. for goats we wouldn't have coffee look it up i'm gonna get some coffee you want some coffee no thank you i'm fine and the best sports talking of katiana 1033 the goat yo babe this one still needs to be back the service at chuck's car detailing business is spotless but new word of mouth recommendations leave him short of hands they don't have an appointment uh just get him in line behind the pickup truck i'll stay for another couple hours and get it done tonight indeed can help him hire great people fast I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics, and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. 
Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. Mess with the goat. <laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because <laughs> that's what goats do. 1033, the goat. Kid Anna, quick reminder, download the 1033 The Goat app. Of course, it's free, and it's the best part, is you'll always be able to hear the best sports talk in Acadiana, no matter where you are. We got sports chat inside the huddle and live raging Cajun sports action. When you download the 1033 The Goat app, you'll receive notifications on upcoming show guests, breaking news, and updated sports stories. So download the 1033 The Goat app today and never be too far away from best sports talk in Acadiana. Dave Schultz back on a fired up Friday afternoon. A sports chat. Uh, we do got news for what it, it for, take it for what it's worth. Uh, Jim Williams on a Twitter, whoever that may be. The following schools have filed paperwork to join the Pac-12: Colorado State, uh, the Aztecs, SMU, UNLV, Tulane, South Florida, Tigers Athletics is Memphis, uh, Broncos is Boise State. Fresno State, Tulsa, and Rice. So I guess there's no shortage of teams that want to join the Pac-12. From uh, Pigskin Grind, we bring in our friend Lisa Horn. Lisa, this was all started, you know, Tuesday. The Sunbelt Commissioner said, no, we're good. No more realignment. And then before the Sunbelt Media Days was over, Colorado was rumored to join the Big 12. And they joined it yesterday. This is all going to not even be in a year, I guess, right? They're going to be in the 2024 season. What are you hearing out west? And thanks for hopping on a Friday afternoon sports chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're talking about some major stuff a month before college, but a little right. less than a month before college football starts. So the offseason tends to be more exciting in the past decade. You know, I, I, as someone who has covered the Pac-12, who lives in Pac-12 country, I think this is a shame what's going on. I, it, it started with Larry Scott and his inability to look into the future and see what the conference needed to do. I think the SEC model has been great. They're constantly branding themselves, showing championship trophies and, you know, the, and the little idiosyncrasies of each school, like the cowbells and stuff like that. The Pac-12, you get more of a, we're the conference of champions. And then you see, you know, Stanford winning the 
director's cut, which, you know, most people don't even know what it is because it's, it's not really a, it's, it's, it's more of a, it's just more of a prestige thing and you don't see the trophies. And a, a lot of people, myself, I mean, I, you know, I'm an alum from USC. I mean, we want to mm. see championship trophies and that's not happening in the PAC 12. And I don't think the PAC 12 has done a great job marketing itself as well as the other big two, the big 10 and the SEC. This all kind of started with, you know, overplaying their hand with the PAC 12 network. It was a great idea, but because of, you know, there's so many more people in the PAC 12 population wise compared to say the SEC, uh, they overplayed their hand. They were looking for a lot more money and, as, as the saying goes, you know, here in the SEC, it just means more. Doesn't mean that they don't have fans, but, you know, there's a lot to do in L.A. There's a lot to do in the Bay Area. There's a lot to do in Phoenix, and it may not be the priority that it is, you know, in Tuscaloosa or Baton Rouge or Starkville or Columbia, South Carolina. Right. I think, and I think a lot of fans tend to forget that if you go to the East Coast, I mean, I don't know how many states are along the coastline, but, I mean, it's got at least 13, right? I mean, right. There's a lot. On the West Coast, there's three. There's California, Oregon, and Washington. Right. So just to travel from one state to the next, it's a two-day haul. And so there's not that same sense of country cousin feeling that you get in the SEC, which I love. I mean, most people can go to an SEC game by car in the same day, get leave and get to the next destination where they're, they're playing in the next day. In California, you can't do that. You know, you can't do that basically in the Pac-12 country. So there isn't that cohesiveness as much as you see like in the ACC and the SEC where if your team doesn't win, you root for another one of its, you know, rivalries. Out here, if you're a UCLA fan and you don't get in a, a playoff, you're not rooting for USA. That's just, that's like, no, that's not happening. So it's a different mindset out here. Talking to Alisa Horn from Pigskin Grind. All right, so yesterday when, uh, or maybe it was this morning, the Big 12 said that they were looking for maybe one or three more teams, and I saw today it was maybe one. There seems to be a holdup, and everyone seems to be, and since it's on Twitter, it must be true, that Arizona is the holdup. <laughs> they want Arizona. I thought maybe they would want Arizona State because of Phoenix, but apparently they want the Wildcats because of basketball. Basketball, baseball, and, you know, I think Arizona could actually, if, things go right. Arizona, they, you know, they used to be known as, you know, bear down defense. Right, um, right. I need to hold that. This is my own personal view. Okay. And I don't know anything, but sure. where Arizona and the Arizona schools stick together. Oh. I have a feeling Arizona is the sticking point for them on the contract is bringing Arizona state aboard, just like USC brought UCLA aboard. Right. When, right. Okay. So I think that's because they have a natural compa- rivalry going and I think, and it would fit in. But, you know, Big 12, Arizona is like, feels like a Big 12 school. Kind of caught that rugged, rustic, rugged Western feel to it. If you've ever been to Arizona, you know what I'm talking about. Sure. So I think that's the sticking point. But I don't know that for a fact. And I mean, I think but this if is they good. do take Arizona State, they got to add one more team just to make it evened out. Correct. And do you think Oregon feels the same way about Oregon State? No, I don't. <laughs> right. um, you know, actually, I love the Beavers. I think they're going to be a team. No one wants to play Oregon State this year. They're actually very, very good. Oregon um, is it's you know it's it's got a great marketing brand. I think they have been one of the best programs in the country to take their brand national. Right. I don't right. think they fit in the Big Ten. I've always said that. I think they fit more in the Big Twelve. 
I don't think Oregon would uh, make the Beavers uh, contingency a contingency. I think Oregon at this point, I think they're a little miffed that the Big Ten did not invite them. And right now it's a dog-eat-dog world and whoever you can take, go. If you have a chance to go as that one last team, you're not going to make it a sticking point. Yeah, why Why didn't they take them? Is it an academic thing? I mean, a lot of the schools in the Big Ten, you know, Michigan, Northwestern, probably Illinois, IU, you know, they think they're hoity-toity academic institutions and Somebody who's got somebody out on the West Coast. I know Washington thinks they're pretty big, although top mm-hmm. t- top 10 may be a little bit too high for Washington, but still a very good college. Uh, why doesn't why don't we think o- Oregon fits? Is that not considered high academics or? Well, okay, it's, they are they are AAU accredited. They just they just recently got accredited. And all of the Big Ten schools are accredited. In fact, that was the one lone reason why Notre oh. Dame was not invited because they aren't. Okay, so that's a big deal in the Big Ten. They are a traditional school. And if you think of traditional schools and traditional football programs, Oregon does not fit that mold at all. I mean, they are very uh, up-to-the-minute, trendy, you know, flashy uniforms. I mean, I can't even keep track. I don't even remember what their original colors are anymore. (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, and I'm probably going to tick off a lot of Oregon fans, but they do come from an area that has a lot of liberal ideas that sure. probably won't sit well with the Midwest folks. I mean, I have, I have family in Midwest, so I know of what I speak. So I don't know the exact reason. I have a feeling originally it was probably because of the AAU, but now that they are accredited, they can't use that excuse. Right. So right. I think it's just it's not a fit. It's not a good fit. I think eventually they could go, but here's the thing. The Big Ten can be really selective on this. And if they do invite Oregon and Washington, now Washington, I think, is a great fit, by the way, okay. that they would do a partial with that. So they would, in other words, they would not get the same exact share of revenue as the rest of the Big Ten members. And that is something Oregon might have to face. See, the sad thing is, even if they get half, that would be more than what the Pac-10, but exactly. more what the Pac-12 would offer. And this is where you have to put your ego aside and right. think, what's best for your program because i think in the end it's going to be the sec and the big 10 and the big 12 is probably going to get absorbed into the you know the big 10 and the sec will absorb the acc so we'll have these two mega conferences so i think oregon needs to do what's best for itself they may sit there and say you know what we'll stay with the pac-12 but we want a larger share washington and oregon can actually pitch that especially with the rumored teams filing to go to the Pac-12. I mean, except except for SMU, which the huge market share, Denver-Fort Worth, or excuse me, Dallas-Fort Worth area right. is a great get to try to get that media rights deal. But the rest of them, you know, eh, is that really going to add a lot to the conference? It's not going to take the place of USC and LA. Right. But at the same time, you know, that the, the market would be great to get the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you're right. But SMU right. is so far down on the pecking order in Dallas. I'm not sure how much that helps is the thing. with it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, you're replacing the, well, you're replacing at least one of the PAC 12s. You're trying to replace one of the PAC 12s marquee teams. And right. I, I don't know how you do that. I just, it's, it's, and the, the media market number two in the country. So it's sure. a huge loss. 
Right, right. All right, well, we have you on the phone. We're talking with Lisa Horn from Pigskin Grind. Let's talk a little uh, Pac-12 football while we still have, you know, Pac-12 football. Uh, You don't get a whole lot. I mean, we talk about quarterbacks returning for a second year. You don't get that a whole lot. Not only is Bo Nix returning for a second year at Oregon, but he is starting for the fifth season in a row. Uh, He is a, I think he's second among Heisman hopefuls in terms of odds. I think Caleb Williams is one, and he's tied with, like, Drake May as number two. Uh, at least he was a little bit ago. Um, how good is this Oregon team, and can the Pac-12 be relevant uh, nationally this year? I think, yeah, I definitely think the Pac-12 be relevant. I mean, they have, like, what, seven or eight of the best quarterbacks in the country. So the question is, is how, but how's the defense? Right. I mean, we all watched USC and what happened with their defense. So, you know, I mean, offense may win the games, but defense wins champions. Although I did ask a couple of coaches that and they disagree with me. And someone actually told me, oh, Kyle Whittingham, where 52% of the time the offense wins the games, not the defense. And I'm not going to argue with Kyle Whittingham because he knows his stuff. But yeah, Oregon, you know what? They've got like the majority of their starters returning. And I think that that bodes well for them. But they do get USC, and I think USC is going to be a bear this year. I really do. And they're, you know, they're at Stanford, which I don't know for some reason. Stanford and Oregon, it's like USC and Stanford. There's always that I don't know. And then they do get a buy before Washington. I, they, but here's the problem: they get Utah at Utah. That's going to be, I think, mm. I, that's that could be for the championship. Because remember, we're not doing we're not doing the divisions anymore. So it's the two best teams. So Oregon head-to-head and USC and Oregon head-to-head, I think, are going to be the two possible holdups for them. So is it going to be hell against them? Say they have this, say Bo Nix has this great season, Oregon has this great season, and he's in the mix for the Heisman. Is it going to be held against them that maybe the Pac-12 is not known for their defenses? No. No, I don't think so at all. I, I mean, I'm a Heisman voter. I mean, and I, I, I would... Look, I don't care who the, the guy plays for. Right. If, I, I, if I believe he's one of the most outstanding college football players, he's got my vote. Just like Michael Penix at Washington, I think sure. is really overlooked. Right. So I, I don't think they would hold that against him. I hope not. I mean, <laughs> well, gosh, that would be a shame if that happened. But you know what? There are going to be some voters, and I've met him, who literally will not look outside their own region. Right. That, that yes. So, you know that. I was going to say yeah. that. They will. Some SEC voters mm-hmm. will absolutely hold it against them. We're talking with Lisa Horn from Pigskin Grind. Uh, all right, did you see that? Let's speaking of quarterbacks. Did you see that list of the 20 seniors that Dane Brugler put out from the Athletic? I mean, I don't know how Jim Nagy is going to narrow down those 20, and that doesn't even include maybe some guys who may graduate or not, Drake May. I don't know if Caleb Williams is going to graduate. Uh, to, for the Senior Bowl, Michael Penix Jr. was a, was among them. He's highly rated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's locked and loaded. Yeah. I mean, I, we've been waiting for this for a while. Cause, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you remember some of those years where it was like, let's see now. I mean, I remember last year, you know, the again, senior quarterback class the, was yeah, not the good. Heisman, it's yeah. like, who do you, it's like, gosh, I haven't decided yet. And it's two weeks before voting. And, you know, luckily it all came around, but we really got some outstanding and actually coming in this year, the new incoming uh, for, well, not incoming, but the recruits for next year are outstanding. And I think there, here's where the nil comes in, the name, image, and likeness. 
you know, I, it's so unfortunate that so many of these smaller schools are not going to be able to really try be able to win over these recruits when right. we've got USC's and Alabama's and Ohio State's and Michigan. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, the draft's going to be really interesting. I, by the way, I do think Caleb Williams will go. I really do. I mean. Well, he's going pro, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be a senior to to qualify. I mean, they have him and Drake May as number one, number two, or actually one A and one B. But you know, they're only juniors, so the senior bowl they can't they can't play unless they graduate. She is, and you know what? That's that's that argument. Do they play in the senior bowl or not? Well, those two probably not. But a lot of these other seniors are gonna because they're all fighting for third, and there's a big difference between being the eighth pick and being the twenty fourth pick, or being the you know. 35th pick. You're talking so. 10, 10 million, maybe, yeah. right? Maybe talking more, a lot right? of mi- yeah, yeah, you're exactly. talking a lot of money. She's Lisa Horn, Pigskin Grind. I'm sure we'll catch up during the football season. Hopefully, there's a Pac 12 to talk about. It's Pac 9, but yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I appreciate it, Lisa. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Okay. You too. Bye bye. All right. Let's take a time out. We'll put a bow on hour number one. We have an additional guest, which, of course, I forgot. Tim Haggerty's got a book out, Tales from the Dugout, 1,001 humorous, inspirational, and wild anecdotes from minor league baseball. I really should be in the book, but I doubt that I am. Although maybe I'm the one. (laughs) It's Dave Schultz. What's coming up here at the top of the hour? Oh, it's Ross Jackson. We're talking safe. Stay with us. The Bart Up Friday Afternoon Sports Chat, 103.3. The Goat. Mark, I just stopped in to say hello, and whoa, the phones are ringing off the hook. Safe to say business is going well? Yeah, word of mouth kept us afloat after we opened. Then there was a bit of a lull, but it finally feels like we've been getting a steady flow of new customers over the past few months. What have you been doing? It definitely looks like it's working. Thanks. We needed to be able to be found where people are searching, and today that means being found online. How'd you pull that off? Sounds pretty complicated. No, it was easy. I went to townsquarelocal.com to see how many people are searching for my services in the area. Then the experts at Townsquare helped build my online presence so my business could be found exactly when and where customers were looking. That's amazing. Do you think they could help me too? Absolutely. Go to townsquarelocal.com to find out. Go to townsquarelocal.com for a local customer analysis that will show you how many customers are searching for your services online. It's quick and easy. Get your business found online by visiting townsquarelocal.com today. Okay, team, line's already around the block, and we're open in 10. Yesterday, we had three-hour wait time. Chef Pierre's staff is a little under-seasoned. Why is pot not boiling yet? An experienced sous-chef is the missing ingredient in his kitchen. What do you mean, plate or a bowl? You work at La Pasta in La Cop. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Which means... Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! 
Unlimited first-year cash back match, only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Staples has big savings on everything you need for back to school or stocking up the office. Save on signs, banners, and posters expertly printed by Staples Print and Marketing Services. Save on the latest tech and tech total support plans to keep your new or existing PC running right. Plus, save on all your back to school essentials from notebooks to markers. And right now at Staples, you can save even more with $10 off your in-store purchase of $50 or more. Get everything for the office and the classroom for less at Staples. N729. In-store only. Exclusions apply. Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International, is Louisiana's premier employee benefits and commercial insurance brokerage. Dwight Andrus can insure just about any risk that your business faces. Dwight Andrus specializes in the construction, healthcare, real estate, and hospitality industry. Chances are you're probably already doing business with someone who does business with Dwight Andrus. Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International, asked to speak with Harry Potter or Brant Etier. Visit them at DwightAndrusInsurance.com. If it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I'm gonna get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 1033 The Goat. I tried not to replay any music in the first hour, but I think I did. Dave Schultz going solo on a fired up Friday afternoon sports chat. 103.3 The Goat. Plenty of going on. Ross Jackson from Locked On Sunbelt will hop on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Locked On Saints. Freudian slip. Uh, Locked On Saints coming up here at the uh, top of the hour. A uh, little bit of a funny story. We will have D. Orlando Ledbetter on to preview the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he was one of my first guests ever in my illustrious uh, sports talk radio history. And apparently he got fined by Arthur Smith. And I always confuse Arthur Smith and Arthur Blank. Arthur Smith is the head coach. And Arthur Blank is the owner of the Falcons. But this was a hand delivered. Dear D. Orlando, this letter will serve notice that you have violated our training camp rules in Article 42 of the NFL Collective Media Agreement Wednesday, July 26th and Thursday, July 27th by your unexcused failure to report and the absence from the first two days of Falcons training camp. Under the terms of Article 42, Section 1BXI of the agreement, you're hereby fined $500. This is a violation of an important rule meant to jumpstart your return to play routine and meet with your fellow writers who missed you deeply. I hereby acknowledging your absence and you are being fined for your actions. Please be advised that future violations of rules or failure to follow team policy will be subject to an escalated fine amount. Now, I feel like that is uh, tongue-in-cheek, right, although written seriously. Uh, but it also shows you the kind of respect that D. Orlando has when he says, you know, missed you terribly. I think that's pretty cool. So uh, we, you know, the media and the coaching staff, you know, there's always this idea of gotcha when there's not a lot of that. There's some of that, but there's not a lot of that. We just want to tell the stories, give our opinions, right? We will call coaches out when it's necessary to call coaches out. But I mean, some people do it just to do it. I generally don't. Although I will mock coaches for not going for it on fourth and four from their 34, you know, when they need to go for it. Uh, but in this case, it does feel like 
there is a mutual respect. Although when we do have D. Orlando on, if he's going to come up with the $500 uh, to give to uh, the Falcons, it'll probably go to some postseason party or something along those lines. All right, one hour down. Again, I th- you know, not that I've got, not that we get a lot of phone calls, but we probably would have gotten some phone calls if I was not on the air. I don't, e- I don't even know. Let me see. Let's see. Is that my mic is on? I am one. Okay. There you go. All right. Just making sure. I, I didn't even know which mic I was. I usually sit at mic two, but I'm mic number one. Uh, all right. Still to come. We do have Ross Jackson. Let's see if this uh, goes off as planned. Uh, we do have Ross Jackson coming up. Uh, we'll talk Saints. We got Tim Haggerty. Uh, he's the voice of El Paso baseball, but he wrote a book, A Thousand and One Humorous Stories. From the dugout, so that should be good. Uh, we'll talk to Luke Creasy. We had him. He was the uh, Marshall Thundering Herd beat writer from Sunbelt Media Days. We had a chance to talk with him. So we will do that at uh, at 4.30. Kurt Signetti, head coach of JMU, will hop on at 5. Also from SEC, SEC, Sunbelt Media Days. See what happens when I, you know, are trying to do four things at once. And Brendan Tobin will hop on. Uh, he uh, hosts Tapped Out on Belt Bet QL, and we'll talk UFC 291. Still lots to do. One hour down, two to go. We're all fired up on a fired up Friday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 The Goat. smell better naked. I'm Dr. Shannon Klingman, the OBGYN creator of Lumi, the whole body deodorant that's clinically proven to control odor for 72 hours on pits, feet, privates, and beyond. It's pH optimized to safely and effectively control odor anywhere you have it, but wish you didn't. Plus, it's proven to work better than a shower with soap alone. Whether you shower twice a day or three times a week, Lumi works better. And did we mention it's aluminum free? With over 200,000 five-star reviews, I'm so sure you're going to love it, or you can return it for free. There's a special offer for listeners. Use code 500 and get an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack that comes with a solid stick, cream tube, free product of your choice, and ships free with code 500. L-U-M-E deodorant.com, code 500 for an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack. Love it or return it for free. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com, code 500. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger, some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley welcoming you back to Susan's Cubicle here in Accounts Payable. What an afternoon of non-stop bookkeeping action, Charles. Are you kidding me? 
She set herself a reminder to get out of that chair and move. That's a smart use of a timeout. She's somehow still reading her emails while getting her heart rate up and moving her muscles. Healthy habits that could lower your risk of cancer. Uh-oh, it's Karen from the IT department. This is a wrinkle no one saw coming. She means well, but she just derailed the yoga class down an accounts receivable. There she goes with one of her usual distractions. But Susan just tosses her a no-look way. That's a crazy move. Let's watch that again. She's stretching, and there's the effortless side wave. Susan's putting on a clinic. Susan from Accounts Payable. Dominated. Just get moving. It helps in the prevention of so many cancers. Stand Up to Cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. I'm Shanola Hampton. I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. 1033 The Goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277 TQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette. Thirsty for intelligence?